Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, I'm your host, Tanner, and today I'm joined by my very special co-host, Nico. I love oil, guys! I fucking love that shit! I can't wait for our country to go to war again so I can die for oil! Woo! And shout out to everyone at home watching The Big Game. Yay! And also joining us... (laughs) <laughs> and also joining us is my co-host, Jackson. I think my current biggest blunder in life is not working for a public company because I cannot bring value to shareholders. It sucks! <laughs> I'm trying to think of a joke to make about the invisible hand of the market, but nothing's coming to me. And finally <laughs> joining us is my co-host, Dylan. MAGA. I, I hardly know her. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, boys... It's Super Bowl Sunday, the big game Sunday, and sure uh, here is. I am sitting at home, uh, not watching the game. You're not missing much. Apparently, yeah. you know. Quite honestly, I don't think you're ever missing much when you're not watching football. That's because you're a fucking woman. Can we take like some online football quiz? Find out what football mascot you are. <laughs> I can't find any quizzes that aren't lame shit like, oh, which logo is this? Oh. Fair enough. Tanner, yeah. you did actually have a topic that you wanted to bring forward today, though, that you were incredibly heated about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, yeah. if I can bring your attention to this fucking uh, article here, it's uh, yeah. it's about an upcoming reality show called uh, Virgin Island, mm-hmm. where it is a reality show where a bunch of virgins will be placed on an island and expected to... I guess, hook up with each other, and if they fail to do that, uh, there's prostitutes there to fuck them. Mm. Um, That's interesting. And you know, I feel like the phrase moral degradation of society gets thrown around a lot. This is a clear-cut case of the moral degradation of society. We, I think it was only two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that we talked about reality shows, and I'm like, reality shows are so lame now, because it's just like, here's some people in a place, maybe they'll fuck. Now it's not even, there isn't <laughs> even the maybe they'll fuck, now that's the goal of the show. It's not They're a like, meme <laughs> anymore, guys, that's literally everything it is. Exactly. What's going on? <laughs> I made a joke two weeks ago, and it is becoming reality. I thought what I was saying was too far outside reasonable, uh, fucking whatever, reasonable existence, and here it is right in front of us. Like, it's just... So, like, my big question about this whole thing is that, like, how do do I I get get on on? the show, Tanner? (laughs) (laughs) Are they hot virgins, too? There's no way these people are actually virgins. Oh, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. I just found a, a solid sentence in, in here. It has already uh-huh. attracted attention after the creators were struggling to find any virgins willing to take part. <laughs> he wants to put himself as a virgin on, like, public TV. It's <laughs> yeah, like, this exactly. is really fucked up. I don't know why anybody would agree to do this. I don't know. And why would anyone watch this, honestly? Yeah, what even is there to... Like, you can't just show sex on public TV as far as I'm concerned. So where would this even air, and how much of it are you even going to see? And in which case, how is this just not The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? <laughs> this is a bold social experiment as opposed to anything raunchy. Yeah, Shut I the fuck up. Kill yourself. <laughs> bold social experiment is an interesting way to phrase that. It's like fucking prank channels. Uh, just, like, throwing a blanket over them sh- committing a mass shooting as a prank. Yeah, exactly. This is fucking... 
<laughs> I hope this gets canceled before it even comes out. This doesn't. This shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope this is a CIA psyop where um, <laughs> they find out anyone who watches this show and then take away their right to vote. There we oh, go. that'd be funny. Where even is this airing on? Like what Says channel? Yeah, Channel Four. Channel Four, but like I, that, that I really think this might be a UK thing. Okay, sounds about be. right. They love their weird shit like that. Oh that yeah, is those true. fuckers. <clears throat> I hate that country so much. <laughs> oh, speaking of hating things so much. Okay, Tanner. Well, yeah. Now you have been staunchly opposed to piracy over the years. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And as the years have gone by, I'd hope that you've become, like, you know, older, wiser, especially after you've, uh, you know, like, really started to reap the benefits of piracy. And so I'm just wondering... I'd say the only thing I've become is poorer, so... (laughs) So what's your current stance on piracy, then? Uh, you should avoid it when possible. Mm Mm-hmm. You definitely shouldn't take pride in it. Well, certainly not. However, Tanner, it's just becoming more and more... Just like, fuck them, you know? Just like, just pirate this shit at this point. So, recently, guys, uh, in recent news, it's been announced that Funimation is completely shutting down forever now. Uh, Crunchyroll's yeah. dissolving them because, like, they purchased them a while ago. And so, yeah, Funimation is gone now, okay? It's fucking gone. And mm-hmm. what this means is that, you know, uh, digital media, if you weren't aware, is not actually yours. You don't own any of that shit. And so a bunch of the things that people bought digitally through Funimation, uh, it's just going away forever now. They no longer have access to it. Really? So, yeah. Uh, it's pretty fucked up. And uh, on top of that, Crunchyroll is also like, by the <laughs> way, guys, um, we're also doubling our memberships now, even though we're giving you less stuff. Uh, fuck you. So, like, you know... Just, like, all these big-ass streaming services are just making me feel more and more like, I don't want to put up with any of this shit, man. I just want to steal your stuff. I mean, that's totally valid. Uh, I definitely was against it for a long time. Uh, and as far as, you know, free stuff goes, I don't think anybody can say no to free stuff. And, you know, if you're not facing immediate repercussions, I don't, you know, it's fine. I'm, I fully support stealing from people who don't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, this is especially fucked up, you know, because if you were unaware of Crunchyroll's history, they started as a piracy site, but then over time became, like, a legitimate streaming service. Oh, how interesting. (laughs) And so, like, you know, they should be fully aware of what happens when you give people just this really shitty service and what they end up doing afterwards, you know? Is that irony? I feel like that's irony. Yes. Let's go. Rather severe, in fact. (laughs) Yeah, because Funimation was... I'm trying to remember what... I know Funimation for, but I'm not... Everything. You know them from everything involving anime. Uh, Yeah, I kind of figured. I mean, but was Funimation in the middle of creating anything new recently, or were they... I mean, Funimation doesn't create anything. They're, like, a big part... Are you sure they don't have any uh, original content? To my knowledge, Funimation doesn't, like, actually create anything. They're just, like, a big hand in, like, uh, uh, localizing (laughs) shit uh, over here in the West. Mm. That makes sense, then. Jackson might have a much uh, a much better grasp on what exactly they do. I don't know fucking anything about Funimation. Okay, well, there we go. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's, talking? like, their main role. Why are yeah, they Jack- going away? They ran out of money or something? What happened? No, Crunchyroll owns them, and they're like, well, we don't want you anymore. Fuck you, Funimation. So they're just dissolving them. Why aren't they... Why isn't Crunchyroll, like, absorbing all their content and subscribers, then? Uh, because they probably just don't care. 
I guess. No, it doesn't like, well, make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to say. It's a very strange business move all around, but like... Yeah, that's literally, that's like literally throwing money away. I, yeah. I don't get... I have a, like... Which is why you're could... increasing their fucking membership costs so they can get that money back. Listen, you could be totally correct. I have a feeling you're missing some piece of information because this literally doesn't make any sense that they would be doing this. Um, like, it's hard company... to accept on face value. Sometimes companies are just greedy, man. What can I say? But this isn't even the greedy move, though. This is stupid <laughs> and loses them money. Yes. It's the opposite of greedy. So even from that, like, logic, it doesn't line up. It's tough to say, dude. I I, I only skimmed an article about it. So, uh, oh, okay. like, you know, there's only so much that information can really do for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're doubling their membership, the only people I can validly see keeping their Crunchyroll membership are people who literally have nothing else or nothing better to do with their lives and pay for no other streaming service. Otherwise, you're just going to have all those people who kind of casually watch it or, like, popped it on every once in a while that are just going to drop it. So in the long run, yeah, this will just be an entire loss of money on Crunchyroll's part. So, you know, hopefully they know what they're doing because apparently none of us do. Or maybe it's like, you know, get people who just, like, don't even pay attention to, like, what they're actually subscribed to at this point, you know? I mean, I guess, yeah, kind of like people who subscribe and then forget and then they just pay monthly for things they don't know about. Yeah, exactly. How do you guys think the percentage of, like, good anime out of all anime compares to the percentage of, like, good American shows to all American shows? I think anime is higher. Uh, I mean, like, you know, we're, like, including fucking, like, reality TV and all this other stupid bullshit in there with American Mm -hmm. shows. This so, is also like, incredibly subjective. Yeah. Like, you're, some some people might think, like, some super slocky dog shit, like some random generic slice of life anime, or, you like know... Like, clan Shut up. <laughs> or, oh, like, uh, you know, like, fucking Hell's Kitchen, something like that. I don't know. Hell's Kitchen's probably a bad example. I don't really know any reality TV shows. Meet the Kardashians. But, yeah, yes. like, something like that. People can love that shit and think it's different, so... Completely, uh, completely arbitrary. Let's, let's say our arbitrary standard is it's widely seen as being, like quality programming and not just like something that you just enjoy watching you know i think they're much more on par than you'd think i think five percent for both (laughs) damn okay i think i agree yeah it's not a terrible percentage yeah i assume most of the shitty anime stays in japan yeah a lot of that shit won't get you know western adaptations whatsoever right uh but like the shit that we do still get can be pretty fucking awful as well, so, you know. For example, I mean, Redo of a Healer, have you seen that, Tanner? No. You should check it out, I think you'll enjoy it a lot. I feel like you were just talking about it in the context of it being terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, what happens in it is pretty terrible, but, like, I don't feel like that truly has much to do with the actual quality of it. Oh, uh, okay. So there's a lot of, what, rape and incest in it, then? Yes, exactly, actually. Oh, Maybe not incest. Jackson, do you know if there's any incest in it? Uh, I've got no idea. I okay. watched, like, the first two episodes of it because I thought it'd be funny, and it was a little funny, <laughs> uh, but I didn't see any incest there. Mostly just a lot of rape. Oh, yeah. a lot. It's a Holy shitload. Shit. I think a guy, like, takes a, uh, what, what the fuck happens? There's some scene where he's, like, uh, he's, uh, smashing some girl next to a fireplace, or, like, maybe he's about to, and he's like, okay, you can either take this rod, so he grabs a metal rod out of the fireplace that's, like, steaming, or you can take this rod, pointing at his penis. They're doing bits while they rape him, too? Yeah. Why are they oh, giving yeah, them their tight like, five? 
This is like some chick that I don't I don't think what he did is justified, frankly. <laughs> but like she, I think she was just like a dick to him or something. I don't even really know. I think this so probably she something more fucked. It. Probably <laughs> something more fucked up that she did. It's been a long time since I've seen that show. But yeah, he was doing he was fucking her up. He was breaking her fingers and shit. You know. Ah. Oh. Got it. Yeah, all in service of the story, I'm sure. Of course, he's also he's also a healer, of course, which is like the shtick. So he's like healing her and like breaking her fucking fingers and healing her. God, that's such an, a bad way to abuse your powers. Yeah, yeah, and they like get some like dog girl and then just like constantly fucks the shit out of her. It's really strange. It's a very weird. What anime. is what is the purpose of this show? A revenge it's like revenge fantasy. Porn. Oh, revenge fantasy. So it's not a show. It's just porn. Yes. Okay. It sounds like it. And yet, it's still just, like, you know, shown normally, like, on Crunchyroll and shit like oh, that. Oh, really? It's not, it's not, like, categorized as a hentai. I mean, maybe... Huh. I doubt it's because it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't released that way. I would really hope that's not why. It's because you just don't see, like, dick and, dick and vagina shit. Like, you'll see, like, their boobs, and you can know what's happening, but you're not, you're not really seeing the specifics of it. Okay. Well, it's what, tastefully done, is what I'm hearing. Well, is it the implication that makes it bad, or is it the content you see that makes... Well, I guess it's... Try to try to understand what I'm saying. According like, to Japanese airing laws, I'm pretty sure it's the content you see. Yeah. It's like uh, like in Korea. Porn isn't allowed in Korea, so they'll just do... Basically what Redo of a Healer is, where it's just like... You you see people fucking, but you don't actually see any of the specifics of it. So you can't actually confirm if they're fucking or not, but like they're probably, they probably are. It's heavily gotcha. implied, you know? Yeah. Huh. Just like in general, it seems like anime is starting to get much more saucy nowadays with like what they're allowed to show. I know that there was like some other, there are several other shows as of late that have been, you know, having a bit of scrutiny thrown at them for just how much, uh, uh just so much saucy content they're showing off, you know? Like, what, Jackson, what's that fucking anime about a guy who turns into like his crush's dog and she ends up fucking him? What the? Wait. Oh, uh, like Iniki-san's dog. Yeah, fucking Blake watched that with his roommate. It was a cra- crazy anime series to watch. But yeah, it's basically just some dude gets turned into a dog, and there's some girl he has a crush on, and the girl adopts him. And, uh, you know, fucked up shit ensues. I think this was a threesome with, like, her and her friend at some point. Yeah, I, probably. I'm sad that I have to ask this question. I'm I'm hoping he didn't fuck her in dog form. No, right? of course he well, did. He's, he's, he's certainly not a human. So... As Americans increasingly become a larger consumer of anime than Japanese people, is than anime... Japanese people, well, I, well, there's I more. Know, I get... There's significantly more Americans than yeah, Japanese. That's fair. So it's inevitable. Yeah. It, I think it'll happen eventually. Is anime just gonna become worse? Like, is it gonna become as terrible as a lot of American television is? That one not. thing that's nice about Japanese anime is that most of the time, the Japanese creators of these things are completely ignorant about anything that happens overseas. Yeah. Like, people just recently, like the mob- manga publishing scene, are like, oh shit, we can make a ton of money by selling this shit to foreigners? No way! <laughs> they're like, they're so fucking far behind. And basically all anime is made completely catered towards a Japanese audience. Yeah. They don't think about Westerners at all. There's very few examples of things like that happening. Like, Vinland Saga is one, actually. Mm. Um, that manga was kind of mid in Japan and then Westerners got their hands on it and they fucking love that shit and adore it and now they're the primary audience of that anime and the manga uh, but that's very rare it's prim- it's like 99% catered towards Japanese people I feel like that's how media content should be made Tanner have you seen Vinland Saga? yeah okay gotcha I was gonna say it seems like something you'd be way into 
I am Three. way into it. Don't, don't you remember me going on my rant about why is season two like just slavery the whole time? <laughs> Like they the spent, Japanese they spend like slavery in their anime. They spend like I think it's a full twenty-four episode season, and it's in the whole season is just like, man, doesn't slavery fucking suck? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I I get it. It's it's. I think it gets a little deeper hours. than that, but. <laughs> Do you guys know Vinland Saga? Like, the inspiration behind that was, like, uh, some, like, European cartoon called Vicky the Viking. I didn't know that. Is yeah, that check true? Out. Here's an image of it. The man was what ready on of, deck with that picture. What kind of retarded shit is this gonna be? What the f- I don't believe you. Fun fact, that Vicky the Viking also inspired One Piece. <laughs> There's something about the show that the Japanese love, apparently. Why does I this do, look familiar? I do hear so many stories of that where some super obscure- most for most of the time children's thing in like Europe randomly blows up in Japan like 50 years ago and then they're like by the way every anime you've ever heard of is inspired by uh Popo the <laughs> the pawn dog or some shit from <laughs> Poland yeah. like huh how did they even hear about this <laughs> but okay I would love to see an anime done in like the American rubber hose art style that could be pretty cool. I don't think I know what that is. What? It's what uh it's what old Mickey Mouse cartoons oh. art style is called. Because the characters are old wiggly. Right. Yeah, you know, like Shit, Cuphead yeah. doing. Yeah, 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 Cuphead. I gotcha. I feel like that'd be interesting. I don't know. I feel like put in the context of anime, I feel like that wouldn't be very entertaining to watch. I feel like they're two different tones. I'm just maybe... saying the art style, they can still do everything <laughs> else their way. I don't know. I think it'd just look funky though. Why? Yeah, just because when I'm imagining the that animation style, I'm also just imagining the show itself. And when I'm trying to piece that into like some kind of anime plot, it just doesn't it doesn't want to like click. Hmm. I think it'd be cool. Like I so, think One Piece would make a lot of sense. Well, yeah, that to do it like a rubber hose episode. I can see that. Dylan, you're saying don't want me to see One Punch Man in rubber hose animation? Not really. I feel like that'd be worse. That'd be I'd- awesome. Cause it'd be like a Popeye. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Japanese don't futz around with art style as much as uh, Western animation studios do. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have their niches for sure. Like, I don't see widely varying animation styles as compared to what we have out here. Mm Because it's usually like, I think I can think of like four or five like anime art styles, but that might even be pushing it if we're discluding movies. That's true, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, there, there's just something iconic about the anime art style and what, what they're able to accomplish with it, you know? Like, for Almost example... Almost too iconic. <laughs> exactly. It's getting a bit... It's it's getting a bit old, guys. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, uh, like, Western animators are starting to, like, finally really uh, take a lot more from, like, anime influence at this point. For example, like, fight scenes in a lot of Western cartoons are fucking stupid and they aren't very good in terms of, like, their choreography. But over an anime, they can be fucking sweet, dude. And now, oh, yeah. Western animators are finally starting to be like, hang on a second, this anime shit's awesome! We should, like, well, well, you see Studio Trigger? We should do that, too! So, for example, like, you know, the Rise of the TMNT, like, a lot of people didn't really like that one very much because it looks so drastically different from every other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. But the yeah. fight scenes in it are so fucking awesome, though. I thought a lot of people really liked that movie. Uh, it's an entire series before the movie, Tanner, that people didn't like, which is why they had to cap it off with a movie because they couldn't get any more seasons. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. I yeah. had no idea about that. That's crazy. Yeah. 
We still haven't watched any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, dude. Thank goodness. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm not super hot on the Michael Bay TMNT movies. I don't think they're great. (laughs) I'd say two to three of the six TMNT movies are pretty good. Do any of them include the Michael Bay renditions? No. Thank God. The new one that came out, I think it was last year. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, I've heard people enjoyed it a pretty good deal. Three to four of the seven (laughs) TMNT movies, I think, are pretty quality. Is it three to four because you're unsure if one of them is not good? or I don't know if Secret of the Ooze is good. <laughs> okay. That's one you I know what, I'm pretty sure Secret of the Ooze isn't. But the 2008 CGI one, the original 1990 live action one, and then this one last year, I know we're good. Yeah. And we're going to find out when Tanner does Turtle Mania Month, okay? That's right. Uh, un- unfortunately, there aren't any months that have a T at the very beginning of it, so we had to get a little creative with it, but... Sept-Turtle-Ember! <laughs> Sept-Turtle-Ember, uh, would... Speaking of movies? Huh? Yeah, I mean, like, we have four movies to talk about. We can uh, kick her off a little early here. Makes sense. Unless Jackson wants to add to the anime discussion. This guy loves anime. Jackson, do you have anything you want to add about anime? I give up on anime, it's over. <laughs> GG. Oh no, no more clan ads, so sad. Nothing will cap it, so there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if that's the case, then it's time for Guapish at the Movies! Guapish at the Movies! Jackson, what did we watch this week? This movie... Let's, let me restart here. <laughs> this <laughs> Patreon pick... Uh, for the week was The Raid Redemption, the 2011 film. Thank you, Mr. Mister T, for recommending this movie. Appreciate it. You said his name right. All right, let me give the give the rundown here for The Raid Redemption. Uh, we are in Indonesia with a police group, an elite SWAT team of some sort, and they're going into this apartment building controlled by a drug lord because they need to take him down. And so they're sneaking through the building, they're, you know, breaching and clearing, doing some real SWAT shit, and then they get spotted, the building gets locked down, and now they have to fight for their fucking lives, and everyone dies. The end. Well, almost everybody. A uh, quick thing. Here. I'm gonna read my haiku now. Oh shit, we're still doing haikus. We're, this is a mainstay now, whether you guys like it or not, and I oh, sense that you don't. But I don't anyway, it. here's my haiku for the raid. Resident Evil, police in over their heads, then everyone dies. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just as a preface, just so I can see where everybody's at, because I I kind of can sense of vibe with this movie did you guys the dub was awesome dylan <laughs> did you well did you watch english dub or yeah oh shit it was awesome uh yeah i took the liberty upon myself to do this movie some justice and turned off the english dub about halfway through and gotta say no joke this movie is 10 times better when it's not english dubbed what there's no yeah, way the, the english yeah, I... uh, the english dub fucking sucked Initially, when I uh, procured this movie through very legitimate means, it was the English dub, and there weren't any other options for uh, different dubs. And then uh, we watched the movie, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking horrible. And then uh, I went and 
procured the official dubs um, through very legitimate means. And uh, we never actually watched it. I think we planned on watching it with Blake, and that, that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, alas. so I'm wondering if the version I watched was that one then, because when I opened you up... Wa- yes, you did. You watched the one after I got all the dub. Yeah, because I had audio stream. I had, like, English, Indonesia, Spanish, all this... Anyway... Yeah, the thing is, I'm just gonna go into this, because this is what I was talking with Jackson about the other day. Um, the issue, because he asked me, like, what's the difference between dubbing over live action and dubbing over cartoons? The issue with dubbing over live action, and I'll use the specific scene with them being in the SWAT van, when you're trying to dub over, you, you get the background noise of the van, but you're you're getting the sound of them being in a studio recording to the movie, and... It's just hard to recreate being in that moment, and like a lot of the time, the voice, the English voice acting didn't match the facial expressions of the people in the movie. Also, there was just inconsistencies with like from character to character. Like not every person was super into the dubbing. Um, so yeah, I wanted to give the English dub a chance, but I got real tired of it. So halfway through, I turned on the Indonesia uh, stream and. Uh, yeah, it was significantly better. I enjoyed this movie a lot more, and I imagine I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I'd watched the whole thing in Indonesian. Uh, but alas, I wanted to experience both sides of the coin, as one would say. Dude, the dub kicked ass. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Nico, you're saying that because you don't like reading. Uh, that's not why. It's because it was genuinely amazing, okay? Yeah. Like, the, the fucking delivery on these lines, man. Guys, mm-hmm. guys, the dialogue is literally, literally the least important part of this movie. Can we move on to some other aspect, please? No, dude, it's so important, okay? The dub was amazing. I'm not gonna let these uh, bastards besmirch it like this. The choreography was fucking sick, though. The choreography in this movie kicked ass quite literally. I love that shit. It's really mm-hmm. cool. I definitely like a lot, okay? There's a major problem... We keep talking about, like, these fucking East versus West things today. But a big problem in a lot of, like, these Western action movies, especially ones that focus a lot on martial arts, is that they just keep fucking cutting constantly during these action sequences. It's mm-hmm. awesome in this film how they're, they like, you know, actually, like, you know, keep the shot going, showing you what the fuck is happening, and not just, like, it, constantly fucking cutting 40 times when a guy throws a single punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, characters in this movie can take a fucking punch, though. Like, I feel like they got their... In that, like, last fight scene, like, the two brothers were... I mean, all three of them. They were all just getting their asses handed to them. But no, they just kept getting back up and going back at it. Like, I was like, they they got the guy, the one brother off the chain. I was like, there's no way. Like, our main cop guy's gonna have to fight this guy on his own. I'm like, it's gonna be awesome when he fights him and beats him. And then the brother joins, I'm like, no. This dude just took, like, 40 consecutive punches to the gut. There's no way. Um, Fun fact... Uh, Indonesia has mandatory conscription, which means that every man and woman, I think, when they turn 18, serves two years in the military. This includes mandatory martial arts training. As a result, every person in the country knows martial arts, which means (laughs) stuntmen are so incredibly cheap that the only way they get paid at all is they have to be willing to actually put themselves at physical harm. In a lot of American movies, you know, they will be, you know, they won't actually be hitting each other and they'll just try to fake it convincingly. These fuckers are hitting each other (laughs) because they have to to get that paycheck. You know, I'm really glad you said that too because I was watching this and I was like, 
no, like everything looks like it's connecting. Like there's no, there's no pulling. And I was like, there's no way though. They they can't be full contact. They're, they, I don't think they would allow that. They're in not. Movie. They're not like putting their full might into everything, but they are making contact. Yeah, no. Speed. This, this movie was nuts, dude. It and it and I like. And they how were actually it, shooting those. No. <laughs> No, I, I I can appreciate when uh, how I, how could it's foreign movies don't pull punches as far as like graphics or you know action goes you know just going at it. I thought the part where he had the fucking police baton and the knife and how like precise you know just the elegance and like the precision he had in that scene. Oh, so good, dude. Just wait until we get to a Serbian film. You're gonna love that. There we go. A what? What I like about that scene is how random it is. Whether the people coming at him get away from that encounter either uh, dead, horrifically injured, or just with, like, a bit of a headache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're really taking a chance where, like, I hope I'm one of the guys he just knocks out with the baton instead of, you know, <laughs> going straight into the knee and then pulling Dude, oh, up, you know? I hate that. That was so... Uh... My favorite kill in this movie is when he throws that one guy through the door and then grabs that, like, 16-year-old by the head and then fucking dolphin reverse dolphin Dude. dives oh yeah that was sick uh, and, then, oh. and then the guys run into the room to attack it continue attacking him and they step on top of the kid yeah you know they're they're all a bunch of drug dealers i'm sure that they just know there's no courtesy. honor among thieves you might say <laughs> uh nico jackson and i'm sure and tanner i know you also have a problem but i know nico and jackson bring this up all the time wilhelm scream did you catch it i'm sure you did yes yeah there we yeah. go it brings I, I the movie that. down 12 uh, uh, fucking spots for me. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I heard that. I'm like, uh, there it goes. There goes the movie ranking for Nico and Jackson. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> like, why the fuck are they putting in foreign films, okay? <laughs> what the it, fuck is the deal funny. with that? This movie was directed by, a, uh, I believe, a Dutch or Belgian director. So... It's because he was he was on like a vacation in Indonesia and he saw I forgot I forget the name of it but the type of martial arts they're doing is like a specific Indonesian martial arts that's yeah, kind of unique it's to that karate. Realm. No, <laughs> and he was like, "Damn, this form of martial arts is fucking sick! I should make a whole movie showing it off." And then he made this. Can we just go with the idea that the Wilhelm scream is like the Where's Waldo of movies? It is. There we go. I don't think it is, because it's not hard to find. It's incredibly obvious and jarring whenever it shows up. <laughs> well, hold on, Nico. It got me in the mist. Yeah, it sure did. It took me literally 12 times upon reviewing the footage to hear it. <laughs> Alright, so, getting back to the film here. Yeah. Now, you know, we've been talking some pretty high praise about it thus far. You know, the action is fantastic. Uh, pretty much, like, you know... Non-stop action is really cool, okay? But I think it's really hard to do it well and still have, like, you know, an actually compelling narrative, which this film just completely lacks for me. I don't give a fuck about any of the characters or anything like that in this film. Also, just the visuals of this movie are really fucking dull and uninteresting. Like, when you look at a movie, like, let's say, Mad Max Fury Road, okay? That's another instance of, like, non-stop action. It's also taking place in what would customarily be a rather dull setting in a desert. And yet they're still able to do all these, like, really cool and interesting things with the visuals. I just don't get any of that with this film, which for me is, like, the biggest drawback for it. 
I think it comes down to tone. Mad Max Fury Road is meant to be, like, in your face and over the top and crazy. And this is uh, much grittier and, like, ugh, it's so dirty and grimy and they're fucking killing each other. And it's, like, corrupt police versus drug lords and whatever. And it's fucking boring to look at. <laughs> You're uh, boring to look at, too. I mean, I think the environment matches the movie. And I think... This movie is close quarters in a couple of ways, and what I mean by that is not only, like, obviously the action, but it's it's also contained. Like, you can't have crazy... Ad- I, I think the highest, like, crazy point of this movie is probably when he threw that propane tank in the fridge and then aimed the fridge out the door and then blew up the grenade inside of it and created, like, that big-ass explosion. You can't get bigger than that, especially when, you know, your setting is a dark, dingy, drug lord-infested apartment building where all you have is limited ammo and combat weapons or just your bare fists. It's not, yeah, it's not like Mad Max where you got wacky cars and mutated people and, you know, all this random shit going on. You're outside. You can be exploratory. You're inside of a building where... It doesn't need to get bigger than that, though, Dylan. And, like, even the environment itself. You can still do interesting things with the environment, be it, like, changing the lighting to make it, you know, more visually interesting. Just all this other stuff, but it just doesn't do. Which leaves a... You know, it's just fucking... It's just so mundane, okay? I I need to find new adjectives to describe how fucking boring this movie looks. I think it doesn't do it for a purpose, though. (laughs) Even it doesn't matter if it's done with a purpose if the end product still isn't good. He did a flip off the wall. That was pretty cool. That was utilizing the environment. Mm-hmm. Jackson, how about you? I don't think you said anything about this film so far. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I don't like. I don't really like action movies. I think the choreography was good, but I think a lot of the scenes dragged on for way too long. I'm kind of with Nico. I a little bit. Um, obviously, the movie's tone is supposed to be like dark and gritty. Um, I feel like the movie was still pretty light for what that is. Um, I don't know. They had some interesting cinematography, but most of us kind of just like run the mill shit. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all right. I'm also with Nico with the plot thing. I wasn't really invested in much of anything. And I'm also really confused as to why the guy at the end with all his cameras and shit had literally like no security at all. Um, and the guys just came in there and fucking took him hostage. And there was like no nothing at all. Well, I think it's like... I think the implication I, is most of his security was still scouring the building for them. That too. Is he retarded? Yes. Is he, how is he? How did he get to become a drug kingpin of this like massive empire? Presumably, that's partnered with the police. If he forgets to, you know, have security around him, it's at also all times. a setup, though. So I think that was part of the him, whole thing. Him being retarded and getting executed is part of his setup. I mean, that he he's doesn't not part of this. This this scenario is presumably the setup isn't before. relating to the kingpin guy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, the, the setup the setup is he was part of setting up the cop guy that was going in there because it's just to kill all the cops. That's but yeah, but this I, interaction I think it's dumb before. for him. It's still really stupid for him just to completely throw away all of his guards. I mean, he's never had the situation happen before. Clearly, so no. When the cop the guy, time. hold on, wait, wait, wait. When the cop guy was going into his office, there were three guards outside that he shot dead. Yeah. Well, they, they killed, like, one guy. No. Yeah, no, they killed three guys. He but, like, took, it's still... he, yeah, he took the gun from one guy, killed him, and then there were two more guards in that hallway guarding the entrance to the boss's room that he shot dead. Still very lax defenses is the big thing at the end of the day for the big kingpin guy. It felt like if if I forgot that they had guards at the door, I feel like it wasn't really much of a struggle to get into there. Well, it wasn't and, uh, a struggle. Immediately, but... I mean, to get... To, from the start of the movie, obviously it's a struggle, but I mean, like to the point they're like, "All right, now we gotta climb the rest of the tower to get to the boss," and then they were at the boss immediately. Um, 
Yeah, and which, like, some guards at the door. On top it. of that, why is it that, like, this old man police officer, like, randomly becomes, like, you know, actually good at his job and, like, killing people, like, halfway through the movie when, like, at the beginning, we seem just, like, fucking cowering and shit like that. Like, he, like he's totally terrified to even be in this situation. Yeah, he looked, he looked incompetent. Be, because yeah. his motivations changed. Yeah, that was part of his act. Maybe. Who knows? Who's to say? Maybe we'll have to get the director on here and uh, really pick his brain, you know? There I guess go. so. Does anybody know how to speak Dutch or whatever language they Dutch? I'm yeah, sure we know. can just, like, you know, kind of figure it out on the fly. It doesn't mm. seem like a very complex language. They all speak English. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Alright, does anyone have any final thoughts on this one? This movie kicks ass. Mm. Um, no. I'm kidding. Yes, it does. And in fact, kicking ass is exclusively what it does. Dylan, what are you ranking this movie? Uh, I may be ranking it in the quadrant of the higher tier of S-. minus. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy, Jackson. How about you, dude? Oh, I feel like I'm going to be ne- the most negative by far. I give it a B. <laughs> okay. I thought it was okay. I thought it was honestly, I got pretty fucking bored halfway through it. I thought the I thought the story of it was like cool, and I liked the gritty environment of it all, and then I got really fucking bored. Dude, you're not going to be the lowest because I also thought it was a B. Oh, okay. Funnily enough, I'm also giving it an S minus. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a B. No. Um, <laughs> that would be really funny. Also, like, I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen this, like, plot device in an action movie before where it's, like, an apartment building controlled by a guy. Yeah. Like, I feel like that seems like a very straightforward premise that would that makes for a really, e- like, quick and simple action movie, but I ha- I can't think of any other movies that do that. Yeah, I was trying to think of how this movie was going to pad out its time because of how I saw things going. And then, you know, I kind of put it together rather quickly. Anyway, where did we land? A? Probably. Yeah, that puts us at a solid A, which is pretty funny figuring two S minuses and two Bs. I mean, <laughs> I I, I, the, the overall rank makes sense, but I think our rankings in general are pretty funny. It's like yeah. two people are really high on it, and two people are like, okay. Yeah. If you guys start taking those uh, testosterone injections I've been giving you, you'll uh, up it a bit. <laughs> Chance, I don't want chance. to, Tanner. You're just gonna have to inject them into me while I sleep. Okay. Yeah, I'm also Yikes. I'm also definitely would probably rate this movie a little bit higher if I had watched the the actual language. The yeah, English I'm, dub took me out of it a lot. It yeah, was, I was really fucking bad. I was really telling Jackson the English dub took out the immersion, and I it, the the line delivery is so much better in the original dub. Obviously. Well, guys, when we watch the sequel, we can make sure we watch the sub. <laughs> there we yeah, go. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to get it in the sub next time. There we go. What's, What's the next, our next movie? movie? Guys, I'm trying to do a smooth transition for the fucking cutaways. I'm sorry. <laughs> our next movie this week is Pay It Forward, the 2000 film. Pay It Forward. I picked this movie because I remember watching it in high school way back in the day. I think it was like freshman year or something. Doesn't really matter. This movie made an impression on me because back then I actually really liked the message of Pay It Forward. And I also wasn't super familiar with... Uh, movie ranking stuff. I know this movie is kind of lambasted about being like incredibly melodramatic and formulaic and manipulative to try to get people to like vote for it for the Emmys or some shit. Which I don't it know is exactly to some the... degree, you know. Oh, absolutely. But um, but yeah, still I still enjoyed this movie, and I am glad I picked it. And you know, I think it's cute. Let me get into the uh, the plot synopsis here. So we basically we've got um a kid. Who, I forgot all the names of every single character per usual, but we've got Trevor. kid, and we have, and we have his whore mom, who's not actually a whore, but she works uh, 
at some nefarious places, like being a waitress in Las Vegas or something. <laughs> um, and he's got a, a teacher who's got like some fucking burn scars on him, and he is trying to get his kids in fucking seventh grade or middle school. Uh, to think of an idea of changing the world in some way for like an extra credit assignment and our main character kid comes up with the idea of paying it forward which is basically uh, you do three good things for three random people or you do one good thing for three random people and then they have to continue the chain and of paying it forward by doing three good things um, to three different people as well and then it just goes ad nauseum basically it's like a, a ploy to fix the world or something as everyone does good things for each other and we see people doing good things for each other um, there's like a reporter line uh, where he's trying to basically get to the source of the pay it forward shtick and he eventually does he meets the kid um, there's also like some drama about the mom and her ex-husband and also the teacher starts getting with the mom because that's one of the good things the kid tries to do is try to get his mom hooked up with somebody that's not gonna fucking beat her uh fun times uh of course it all accumulates with the kid uh thinking he wants to do good for the kid he saw getting bullied previously earlier in the film uh so he tries to stand up for that kid and he gets fucking shanked in the school and dies and then uh there's like some like sad scene where the whole town is like lighting fire or something, you know, <laughs> tor tor torches or something. I don't know how to say it, but like they, they got like lights outside their house. Yeah, candles. I couldn't think of the fucking word. I don't know why I couldn't think of candles. Uh, and that's basically the movie. I don't know why the kid fucking dies. Yeah, I will say I'm gonna jump hey. right. Oh, haiku time. Sorry, you're right. A trailer trash kid. A man burned inside and out. Oh my god, a knife. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't have a ton of, like, huge things to say about this movie. I love the message. I thought it was adorable. I have one huge and important thing to say about this movie, though. Guys, do you remember how Trevor owns an N64 in this movie? Did you figure out what mm -hmm. game is in? I managed to track down what game was in that N64. It was, in fact, Ocarina of Time. What a gamer. Right? No wonder his mom hates him. Whoa. <laughs> I think it would have anyway. been much more on brand if it were like Bubsy 3D or something like that. That would make a lot more sense for like a trailer trash uh, people to have. People. Anyway, the only major thing that I have about this movie is the ending. I did not, I didn't like the ending. I thought it would have made more sense another way. Like, I get it. Like, it's a whole martyr situation where this kid died for the message and the gift he was trying to give the world. Um, so he, in his final act of do-gooding and righteousness, he helped the kid he failed to help last time and ended up dying for it, which, by the way, I don't think you can die from an abdominal stab wound to that. Of course you can. Well, yeah, you definitely uh, can. Not, not, not that, not that way. I, I was like, there's no way he's dying from this. It, it doesn't look, anyway, regardless, what outside mean? of, what is bro about? anyway, what is I bro think, on about? don't, don't worry about it. I'm just going to get on with the rest of my thought. I, I think... In the true sense, like, the true nature of this movie, what would have made more sense is if somehow, by, like, some qu crazy, like, coincidence, some kind of deed that happened because of his chain came back and ended up saving his life. I think that would have been a far more poetic way to end the movie. I think the way that they decided to end it still made sense, but I think it was very jarring and... I don't know. I, I just I just didn't like it very much. The paid-for movie didn't need a fucking murder! <laughs> yeah, basically that. <laughs> I definitely do like Dylan's idea of, like, how to save him in the end, but at the same time, I do feel as though it would conflict with his overall message, you know, of, like, not trusting Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of, I think they're maybe trying to say that there's, like, risk involved in these types of things, but also that's stupid and very heavy-handed, and <laughs> it's dumb, and I yeah. think it's... 
is a worse movie because of the No ending. good deed Risk, goes unpunished. Risk doesn't I, have mm. to take the form of physical harm, though. Risk can be a mental or, or emotional battle, not whatever they try to do at the end there. He should have been gifted a physical board game of Risk, and then he goes, Oh no, the Risk! <laughs> I'd say the, the main thing this uh, movie does really well is acting! All of the acting is really good in this movie. They're so great. I'll agree Holy with that. shit, Haley Joel Osment is... So good at acting for a fucking 13-year-old or whatever he is. Which is why I will never stop lambasting the children in these films that we review for being shitty actors. Fuck yeah, you, FNAF yeah, movie. Yeah. That little girl was terrible. Stop just hiring child actors because they're adorable. Hire them for being skilled. Yeah, don't you see? There was once one good child actor. That means that we can hold all <laughs> of them to that same standard. We've watched other movies with good child actors. Like yeah. what? Uh, Jumanji? Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think one concept that was a little late on me in this movie was, and I mean, I guess it makes sense because you wouldn't have known it until later on in the movie, is that the beginning was par- was running parallel with like the middle of the movie where you know this this uh, reporter guy is trying to find out why this random guy gave him his new Jaguar. He's like, oh, I'll pay it forward, and he starts tracing the story. But it turns out the old lady he was originally tasked to find, given the story, was in fact the kid's grandma. But that also means that it happened in recent times. So, like, the beginning and the middle were running side by side, and it was like a time thing we didn't see initially. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, as we said from the onset here, uh, this movie is very melodramatic for the most part. And, I don't know... (sighs) Uh, parts of this movie kind of just feel like they're just trying to kind of speed run traumatizing people, okay? I, I feel like we can just, like, you know, we don't have to just cram all this shit in here, right? We, we can give these other moments uh, a little more time to, like, you know, breathe and just kind of explore a bit more. And one of the parts that, like, really exemplifies this for me is when Trevor's uh, father comes back on the picture, okay? Bon Jovi, he returns. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, he basically what happens is he comes back, it's like, hey, daddy's home, and then woman goes, uh, talks with a fucking teacher guy, comes back, and it's like, oh, he's abusive again, oh no. But, like, I feel like we really should have had, like, a few more scenes with the dad, just to kind of, like, show, like, maybe, like, a slow, like, deterioration going back into his old ways, you know? Where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, like, ah, oh, he's so stressed looking for a job, he turns back to the bottle or something like that. Just, uh, just something to not make it just, like, immediately, like, oh no, I fucked up, oops, uh... I guess the teacher was right. Yeah, that's, that was a very 180 thing to happen. I thought that was rather strange, but me being me, I paid no mind to it. And also the big reveal with, like, uh, the teacher's, uh, you know, the origins behind his burns. It just felt a yeah, little yeah, was, overboard. <laughs> yeah, that was a little gruesome. I was like, there's no way any person in their right mind would ever do this to their own child, I don't think. Oh, it 100% does happen. But... At the yeah. same time, it's like, I don't know. It's they a could have gone with something less intense, I think. Yeah, it wasn't very digestible for this film. You Jason, were saying, what Jackson? were you going to say? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, I was going to say, I think melodrama as a genre is totally fine in some instances, but I think this movie definitely takes it a little too far. Mostly just because a lot of it is really forced, which is kind of going into what Nico was saying. about, yeah. Like the dad, for example, they talked about the dad thing, and then they had to basically... You have him as an example to make the woman kind of realize things. 
and it was all very forced. They had, like, the scene of her just appearing in the fucking parking lot was very forced, because I think they just didn't know really how to, like, set that up. And there's a lot of things like that in this movie, where you're kind of just, like, jumping from scene to scene to, like, get some traumatizing shit, forcing it all to happen because they don't really know how to do it in a through line. Honestly, the writing in this movie is kind of dog shit. I think the, uh... The setup of everything could have been a lot better if it was just paced better. Yeah. Um, but it's all happening way too quickly, and they're forcing a lot of things to happen that shouldn't uh, happen at certain parts. Like, the fucking dad, I don't think, need to be a part of this movie at all. Um, there's better ways where they could have had the teacher and the wife connect. Also, what the fuck does the teacher even see in this woman in the first place? She's just some fucking dumb broad, like, who immediately abandoned him to go back to her fucking piece-of-shit husband. What the fuck does he see in her? So, like, I think that, like, I, you know, he's, like, a dude who's, like, all fucking burned and shit like that. So I assume that's, like, well, he has pretty slim pickings, okay? <laughs> he can't afford to, like, you know, be too selective here. So it's, like, well, there's a woman who is interested in me. Yeah, but they're... That's all I need, I guess. <laughs> but their relationship was so, like, cringy, though. Like, the every time they interacted with each other, it was just, like... Well, especially in the beginning, obviously not towards the end. They they just went at each other's throats for, like, no reason. Like, especially the mom. She just fucking attacked him out of nowhere just because he is the way that he is. She's just assuming he's talking the way he is because he's trying to belittle her or something. Which is, this is a terrible trait to have. Like, don't just attack people because you think they're trying to belittle you or demean you. Yeah, I totally forgot she was a total fucking bitch at the start. I think the teacher was justified as hell for, like pushing her away yeah. at the start when she like rushed into his classroom and then for some reason they like flipped it around and made him actually the dickhead for being crass about her even though she was a total bitch at the start yeah. another small thing too is i don't know if you guys uh thought the same thing as me here but again this is a small thing the teacher in his backstory about like how he got burned just seems like a completely different character than what we see in the movie mm. a lot of the time like, he seems like a fucking uber autist in most of the movie, and then he seems like he's the fucking Chad main character guy in his, like, story about running away from his abusive parent and then, like, suck, you know, trying to, like, get back and help her out. Seems like a very different character, but that's just minor. I thing. imagine I your know. personality changes a bit if you've been lit on fire. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, I didn't really view any conflicting, you know, personalities with him. I thought... The way he was made sense in my mind. So, guys, do you have anything else to say about this one? No. Nothing important. Whoa! That's insane. Tanner, do you want to kick off our ratings here, dude? I'm going to give Pay It Forward an A. Whoa! That's a very good rating. Jackson, how about you? Uh, I give it a B plus. Whoa! That's B plus-tacular. I'm going to give it an A minus. Dylan, how about you? I'm also going to give this movie an A. Guys, you will not believe what the movie landed at overall. A minus? Holy shit. You guys got it. Congrats! It is, in fact, an A minus tier movie. The math's not hard, guy. The math is mathing. The math is mm-hmm. mathing. Yeah. The melodrama is a little too too forced for me to want to rate it any higher than like a B tier movie. I, I like where they're going for with it, but it needs a good amount of restructuring. It was yeah. a pretty messy movie. But at the same time, like, the fucking reviews that we saw for this movie, people fucking yeah, despise this thing, apparently. They were way too harsh. Everybody, I mean, I don't. maybe there's some truth behind what they're talking about with no. like, them making this movie just to garner an Emmy or something, because it's, like, just some super sappy, like, change-the-world bullshit, which, you know, Emmy reviewers go crazy it's, for. Yeah. But I, it's literally, I think, that, I think being dicks. in my opinion, it's literally these reporters playing into people being like, all these news people want is for, uh, you know, shows to delve into complete and utter schlocky debauchery. They just want nihilism and sex on screen. 
You could say, Tanner, that what they want is violence in movies and sex on TV. Yeah, I could I say that. Do exactly. True. Anyway, what's the next thing? <laughs> All right, now we're going to be talking about Dylan's pick of the week, Race to Witch Mountain, a 2009 film, not the original Escape from Witch Mountain. All right. Uh, yeah, so Race to Witch Mountain is a movie that features Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's a taxi driver in Las Vegas, and, uh, you know, he's got some, some, uh, some crime-ridden background, some, like, mob boss tries to recruit him back. He's like, no, fuck off. Uh, next thing he knows, he's got two children in the back of his taxi randomly hand him, like, $15,000 or some crazy shit. Turns out, uh, oh yeah, by the way, UFO crashed at the beginning of this movie. They're aliens, by the way. They're trying to find data their parents planted on this planet a long time ago so they can save their planet and Earth from being invaded and being taken over because they're bad at managing their planet. Uh, They're being hunted by some kind of bread assassin thing that ultimately ends up dying. They get back to their spaceship. The the girl gives Dwayne Johnson telepathy or whatever. They become famous for psycho-UFOism or whatever, and the, the, the children come back the end. I didn't realize until just now that we watched two movies set in Las Vegas this week. Oh, yeah, PF4 was also Vegas. I totally forgot about that. Anyway, on to my haiku. <laughs> Let's go. Buff Taxi Driver. Helps some weird alien kids. Why is he not in jail? Dude, Mochi is staring at me right now while he licks himself. Oh, that's... He's just going crazy on his balls right now, staring at what me. What pervert. All right, guys, the ultimate question here. Would you much rather have telekinesis and te- telepathy, or would you like the power to control your molecular density? Hmm. Uh, telekinesis sounds a lot more convenient <laughs> yeah, in my I'd day-to-day so. life than shifting through walls or whatever. Unless I could, like, turn invisible. No, I don't really care about that well, shit. Well, molecular density has nothing to do with invisibility, then so I, I don't care about no. that shit. Yeah, no, it seems like there's an obvious choice here. I'll go molecular density just because I like the idea of making myself impervious to harm. Yeah, exactly. See, I I figured that's how this would play out. That's kind of 100% how I imagine this going. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't watched, I think I've watched this movie once in my entire life, and it's been a very long time since I've seen it. I wasn't expecting much for this movie. I thought the movie was pretty enjoyable. Um, I don't know, it was just fun to watch. I don't really have anything major to say about this movie. It kind of watched it and enjoyed it. So Nothing major have... to say. Dude, this movie was amazing. I'm kidding. We're not doing that bit again. This movie was fucking lame. Okay. I thought it was well made uh, but extremely generic. Like, yeah, 100%. Like Dylan said, uh, I had also watched this movie a long time ago one time and I remembered legitimately nothing about this film. <laughs> I think this is about as good as a Disney Channel original could be. Ah, I wouldn't say. I'd say it's a little better than that. Dylan has apparently never seen Smart House before. (laughs) I've seen it like twice, and I did not really enjoy Smart House. We're watching Smart House next (laughs) point. I do think the kids gave pretty solid performances. Of course, when the performance is, hey, you're alien, so you need to act weird and stilted, (laughs) it becomes, it's much easier to pull off, admittedly. But I thought they did a good job at the very least. I mean, I don't know. Jackson, do you have anything to say about this one? I mean, I have a lot of just random minor negatives <laughs> I can throw at this movie. But, Go for but it. Like, I, fuck it. We're here for it. Fuck it. I had, like, so many complaints while we were watching this movie. But this film is so forgettable. I don't remember any of that shit at this point. Damn. Yeah, I guess a couple of the big ones. Tanner mentioned this in his haiku, but it's dumb as shit that they're not, like, federal fucking criminals <laughs> like the main characters. There's yeah. no, they broke into a scientific 
laboratory stole government property. They've done this multiple times. They assaulted federal agents. They should be fucking thrown in prison for the rest of their lives. Very strange. Um, and then also... Them, them escaping is pretty, I don't know, whatever. What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the stupid fucking bread-to-kill alien that was there to stop the uh, the twins from getting back onto their spaceship is fucking horrible at its job. It is, like, the worst <laughs> bread-to-kill alien of all time. It is so much of a non-threat for, like, the entire movie. What's funny, too, is that from a lot... Honestly, I don't think the thing's probably smart enough to be able to do this, but if it was just collaborating with the U.S. government, it would have made everything so much easier, and instead it was basically just helping them out by blasting all the fucking U.S. government people <laughs> yeah. to give them a clear yeah. path. It did a horrible job. It was a horrible antagonist. Um, I don't know if that was, like, the point, maybe. Who knows? I don't really... Whatever. It's stupid. Um, there's a lot of other really stupid things. It's honestly just luck that they got into the fucking taxi with the super ultra badass it's also just luck that for some reason he feels inclined to actually help them and believe them when they're two aliens that i don't know if he should actually trust or not um a lot of really just dumb stupid things the writing's pretty horrible in this movie i think that's about all i'll say (laughs) about it i will agree i did think it was rather random and not realistic that this guy was super chill with everything that was going on initially and then when it came out that they were aliens I mean, I guess at that point, he's like, oh, okay, makes sense. But, like, when he was, like, for example, there at the abandoned cabin, he's like, oh, this is normal. And, like, especially when they hand him, like, $15,000 and they hook up some random device to to the fridge. Or, like, even before then, he hits him with, like, the bedpost and it phases through the kid or whatever. Like, he just questions absolutely nothing. He's just super chill with everything. This doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the movie, but, like, just small like weirdness cues that he was not picking up on whether it was intentional in the movie or not i don't know i don't know what they were going for there but yeah this movie's like a total nothing burger yeah (laughs) and because of that how about we just go ahead and get onto the rankings here dylan would you rank this one b plus b plus wow uh i'm gonna give it a d plus how about you tanner i gave it a c plus whoa i give it a d damn and that puts it at a C. Whoa. Overall. Let's which go. Sound, sounds about right, to be honest. Yeah. This movie could have been pretty average, but it had horrible writing, and that drags it down a lot. Yeah. Already our final movie of the week. This was not something that any of us picked. It was just Blake was hanging out, and we wanted to watch a movie, so that's why we threw this one onto the list. Oh. That being Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the 2010 film. Alright, so boys, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So, this film is about Scott the Waz, okay? He's just like a normal-ass gamer boy, and he's been, you know, he, he's he's been a little down in the dumps lately, you know? He got dumped and shit like that, so he's making a comeback here, okay? He's now uh, on the rebound, he's dating a high school girl, but, you know, she just isn't scratching the itch quite for him, so he ends up running into the girl of his dreams. Her name is Ramona Flowers, boys, you know her, you love her. And Ramona has a bit of baggage, okay? In order to, for Scott to be with her, he needs to fight and defeat her seven evil exes. Not ex-boyfriends, exes. That'll make sense later. And so over the course of the film, we witness as Scott kicks the shit out of each and every one of them in uh, very unique ways as uh, the film just uh, goes from, like, fucking... It just goes off the rails, okay, boys? At the very end of the movie, we see a Scott, you know what, maybe a Ramona wasn't what he needed. What he really needed all along, instead of finding a girl to fix all his problems, is to just get some self-respect already. And then in the end, because of that, he was rewarded with a woman. The end. Whoa. Quick question, just so I can Hang try Hang on to... a second, Dylan. I keep forgetting about the haikus, you know, I'm sorry. Here's my haiku, as inspired by Scott Pilgrim vs. World. Ephibophile. 
let's go get this bread, gamers. Cheating, no biggie. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, quick question. I'm trying to get a, a bearing on how this movie functions. Are they in, like, some kind of video game universe? How does... Don't fucking worry. I knew you were yeah, gonna dude, complain you about say? this shit. Motherfucker. Yeah. Listen, listen, hold on. But, like, is it is it Demon Slayers? Just shit, don't fucking it... worry about it. I want to worry about it. I want to know how the mechanics of this world works. Are they actually doing the things that are showing, or is it imagination, or is it just stuff we're supposed to see? Both. How does it work? It doesn't Both matter. I listed, like, three things. It's everything. None it's of it matters. All of the above. Just sit down and enjoy have... the movie. Movie. Do they have mystical powers? Sure. What do you mean, sure? That's not an answer. It's unexplained. What this you see is in the movie is what Canada is like, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> imagine that their their world operates the, off of the basis of like video game mechanics and shit, and they just get everybody can have powers if they choose or something or sure if that's what sets your mind to ease go for it it does it because i was really hoping one of you had an answer for me it's just the movie being stylish they yeah. the, it, the people was, who created it didn't think about it it was very stylish i love this movie it was pretty it was pretty quirky and kick-ass it was just my vibe you know just your vibe that's honestly very reassuring i was I, I was very torn between whether or not you would love this movie or despise it. I couldn't tell I what you would it. be. Why would I hate it, though? Like, what, what reasons do you think I would hate it for? Spend too much time thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, like, trying to figure it out, but I wasn't going to let thinking ruin a movie. <laughs> yes, this movie is very stylish and funny. It has excellent snappy dialogue, and I'm sure Nico was worried about this for me. It wasn't too quirky. Oh, thank Let's God. Go. It didn't cross that threshold for me where it was overly quirked. Thank goodness. My one downside is... uh, Here's what I wrote down, and let me see if I can articulate it better. Muddled heartfeltness? What do you mean by that? I feel like... We're kind of going in the direction where Scott Pilgrim learns a certain lesson, but then, like, the results he get don't really make sense with that. Like like I mentioned in my thing, it's like, like, Scott Pilgrim is like, yes, I cheated, and then everything's all cool, I guess. And also, they kind of are setting up, like, no, knives would be the better choice for you, or they would set up, hey, you should probably say, I shouldn't have dated a high schooler. Neither of those happen, and then he's still gets Ramona at the end, even though, like, by all accounts, they would not make a good couple. They're, like, there's no reason for them really to be together other than he's just kind of obsessed with her. Well, so, so um, yeah, I'd say that you're kind of right on quite a bit <laughs> of that. So, yeah, pretty much what's going on in this movie is that, like, you know, uh, Scott is kind of a fucking piece of shit, okay? That's yes. just kind of, like, his whole thing. Uh, so, Scott kind of has, like, this toxic thing going on with Ramona, where he, there's, there's, like, this foundation he's created, where, like, he's built up this perception of her being just, like, the girl of his dreams, who will be able to fix all of his problems, and, you know, over the course of the film, he realizes that, okay, she has problems, too, okay, she also has flaws. Like, you know, th this flaw, this fantasy that he has created in his mind about her, he sees that it's, oh, it's hurting all of the people around me, and so, you know... Slowly but surely, he begins to, like, you know, open up, fix himself. He's able to gain the power of self-respect. That's the big thing in this movie. It is literally more powerful than the power of love, is what Scott is able to acquire. However, 
Uh, this is kind of just told to us. We don't really see how Scott has become a better person, other than just being like, hey guys, I'm kind of an asshole. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> and, yeah, um, uh, like, who he ends up with at the end, this is a pretty hotly debated thing. Like, you know, uh, ending up with a high school girl is definitely not the ideal solution here. She was 18 by that point. True! <laughs> um... Still a high school student, but 18, so... Yeah. What is the age of consent in Canada, by the way? 14. Oh. Fair play then, Scott. Live your dream, dude. I'll fact <laughs> check yeah, that for uh, you real quick. Ending up with Ramona, I don't think is totally the right way either, but at the same time, like, I do... I can also see it still, because, like, you know... Uh, she's finally been able to, like, you know, get past all the stuff with, like, her past with all these exes and shit like that. And Scott's uh, allegedly become a better person. And so they're now, like, you know, forge a new future together and as hopefully healthier people. But, holy shit, 16 in Canada. That's insane. Good uh, job, Scott. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Ramon and Scott don't really have any chemistry at all. Like, I feel like their romance is, like, the weakest part of this film for me. And that, like... You know, we, we just don't... Uh, he's with her because she's hot, and she just, like, you know, started making out with him when she came, when he came over to his house. And now mm -hmm. they're a couple. Uh, there's not a whole lot else really going on there between them. He should have ended up with neither of them because they're like, you know what, you're right, you are an asshole, I forgive you, but I'm not gonna be with you. Yeah, I'm just too cool for you, honestly. Like, they all should have been like, okay, this was a growing experience for all three of us, and we're gonna move on with our lives, and now we're, like, better people. Yeah. But yeah. other than that... Yeah, exactly. Other than that, though, like, those are flaws in the movie, I do fully acknowledge, but at the same time, okay? I'm, my voice is cracking, I'm so excited to talk about this film. <laughs> like, this one's phenomenally stylish, okay, in every respect, from just, like, the editing, cinematography, soundtrack, the passion those poured into this film just shines through so brightly in the end product here, guys. Like, this is, uh, like, fucking, like, my fourth time watching this film now, I think. I'm still catching, uh... I'm still catching all these, like, little cool editing flourishes I never noticed before, you know? Like, this shit's mm. fucking insane. Yeah, this movie has two Avengers in it. Yeah. You got Captain Marvel? You got Captain America? What else do you need? There was some other third thing I was gonna say about this. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, I know I've always heard of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I kind of imagined it being, like, you got this one chick with, like, superpowers. She's trying to fight off... I, I knew it was, like, ex-boyfriends or whatever... Uh, and I just figured that she gave Scott Pilgrim powers to fight them off, and that's just how the story of Scott Pilgrim versus the world went, but it, it like, the story doesn't change, right? This is, this is the movie interpretation of the, I don't, I don't know, was it a show? Was it a Comic book? book. What, what was it was initially a graphic novel, you see. Uh, Scott gotcha. Pilgrim was actually the only, like, you know, western comic I've ever read. Not ever gotcha. read, but like actually finished in my adult life. Yeah, it's really solid as well. It's a it's a decent bit different from the film, you know, just because like you know they get a lot more time to flesh it out, which I think is like one of my biggest uh, problems with this film. I just really wish they had a lot more time to flesh it out, you know, like for example, like Kim, like it, there are all these relationships that Scott has that you just kind of have to insinuate on like they, they you know they kind of say like oh yeah kim and i are cool we used to date uh, i would like to see like how just like how uh, like his relationship like kind of fell apart with her i guess is the big thing because like there's obviously some sort of tension there we don't know what the fuck it is though yeah dude i think the ending being incredibly rushed feeling from my perspective is the worst part about it but uh it's pretty sweet otherwise 
That's about it. I thought a lot of the humor was pretty unfunny, but uh, <laughs> I could see why some people would enjoy it, and I think the movie's very stylish and silly. Yeah, this film is definitely, like, really unabashedly itself. Like, you kind of just need to be fully prepped for it and be willing to accept the movie for what it is, uh, and not everyone will like what the movie is, so that's totally uh, understandable. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is a full, through and through a cult classic, you know? Like, it's definitely not for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I was neither of those things, and I enjoyed this movie. Whoa. One of the other, like, little things about this movie that I do appreciate is that it's a type of, like, rom-com coming-of-age story that you don't really see very often, where it's, like, you know, it's, like, this, uh, it's, like, a, tw- a dude in, like, his early 20s, like, post-college age, where he's just kind of, like, directionless, akin to, like, uh, Take Me Home Tonight, as well as fucking uh, 500 Days of Summer, you know? Where, you know, it's just this guy who, like, you know, uh, maybe love isn't really the thing he needs. Maybe he just needs to, like, figure out what the fuck he wants to do with his life. Yeah. And with that said, guys, uh, let's Nico, go ahead and get rank on... it. Yeah, so my ranking for this movie is an A. That's quite frankly insane, but okay. <laughs> Shocking. He Jackson. doesn't even like the movies he likes. <laughs> I do like this movie. They're just, uh, they, they, like, an A is still a really good rank, first of all, Tanner. They, like, I, I do have issues with this film, though, is the thing. Jackson, how about Jackson. you? How'd you feel about it? I gave it an A minus. Whoa. Dylan, how'd you feel about it? I thought this movie was fucking kick ass. I gave it an S minus. Man, I'm kind of torn now because uh, this was one where I'm uh, like 50 50 between two ranks, and we talked it up so much, but then the ranking Nico gave it is below both of them, so. <laughs> I don't know. Follow my path, Tanner. Path you know, we don't resistance. get much punk music in movies. We don't. And I do like video games. And Michael yeah, Sarah is a delightful little chap. I might change this later, but I'll, I'll go ahead and go with my higher end and say S minus. Let's go. So does this land higher or lower than uh, that one movie you compared it to initially, but I can't think of the name of right now. The fucking stupid Tater Tots guy won. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, Napoleon Dynamite. dude, are you kidding me? I like <laughs> this one. Let me put it like, that yeah, way. You, like, you know, I like Napoleon Dynamite. Scott Pilgrim is definitely much better than Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite, though. I don't know anything about Napoleon Dynamite. It could, it could be some fucking cinema masterpiece I've never heard about. Anyways, uh, that puts it at an A+, overall. Let's go. Well, shockingly, I would agree that this is the best movie we watched this movie. Oh, 100%. I could definitely see myself pushing it up at some point later, if I give myself some more time to think about it, like I did for some of the other ones that I ended up pushing up, but... I don't know. Right now, just, like, the flaws are too, like, you know, glaring in my head. It just makes me not want to quite give it that high, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with that said, guys, we are now moving on. Holy shit. These are going to be picking out for next week, okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah? Tanner! Yeah. It's a brand new month, dude. So what does that mean for you? That's right, guys. Oh, it God. is Fantasy February. I am oh, going to be picking it. fantasy movies. Did I? Yeah, you said it was going to be fucked up February. No, that was a joke, Dylan. I never Thank actually... God. It was always Fantasy February. Thank um, God. I believe I haven't had Jackson pick a random number for me. So, Jackson, can you pick a random number from 1 to 10? 10. Holy shit, we're watching Percy Jackson. Uh, I think the subtitle is And the Lightning Thief. Yeah, And the Lightning Thief. Yes! Yeah. I don't I know. Like the- what, what What do you think that at 20... 12? Yeah, somewhere around yeah, there. Something like that, I guess. Uh, Percy Jackson was... and the Lightning Thief. Yeah, you know, I think 2012 makes sense. It was definitely when I was still in middle school when that came out. 
I will do a quick fact check while Dylan is picking his movie. My AI tell me it's 2010, but we'll see if that's okay. right or not. Fair enough. And as for my movie, so like, you know, we did get Scott Pilgrim this last week, which is really solid, but it's been a while since we've like, you know, really had a really stellar film here, okay? And so I figured, why not just bite the bullet and throw one of these in here? So we're going to be watching Spider-Verse this week. Ooh. Ooh. First one? Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that movie. Movie fucking kicks ass. Oh, yeah. It should be pretty sweet. Oh, my God. I love this. I, oh, so good. However, Jackson, what, what's the picture I got for us today, dude? It's looking like we're watching the 1998 film Blade as requested by Grapeseed Oil, which I think is Kyler. Yes, maybe. Yes. There we go. We got a fucking uh, super whole, superhero week this week. Yeah, we're getting uh-huh. all marveled up. If you'd count demigods as superheroes. They basically are. Yeah. Eh. They're the superheroes of the Greek world. <laughs> I guess so. Hercules and all. And speaking of the Patreon, Jackson, would you like to tell people a little bit about it? Um, yes. In mere moments after I find where <laughs> the, uh... Without fail. <laughs> every time. Go to rules. Rules, yes. Why is it in rules? If rules is not where it should be. Where These should are not be? rules. I, I think uh, announcements would be nice. I always look at audio information because I just think of that as like general knowledge about the podcast. This is insane. Um, okay, anyways, yes, guys, the Patreon is sweet. You get some crazy shit. Like, uh, of course, we just rolled the Patreon. You can be part of that rolling of the Patreons. Once a month, you can request a movie for us to watch, as well as topics, and talk to people like Tanner and his loving boyfriend, Dylan. And also other plentiful things, like, of course, you get 500 slime coins uh, as part of being on the Discord server one time. Uh, also, you get access to the Discord directly. You get early access to all of the videos. The second they're done editing is when you're able to watch them. And we also have a pre-show that you can watch as well. Also, you get your name read out. Um, I don't know uh, who those are. Give me a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. While he's looking that up, uh, I have horrible news, guys. The full Uh-oh. title of Percy Jackson is actually Percy Jackson and the Olympians, colon, the Lightning Thief. It sure <laughs> is, Tanner. It sure is. Anyways, that shit's completely out of nowhere, but we've got some crazy names to read out here, like Netagant. Raheem Wajawani, Kyler Nikolai, Kyler Nikolai, guys, gotta be honest, I raped your cats, Top Ramen Man, Joshua Bean, that's it, I'm quitting the fucking podcast, you guys are all assholes, Tutbot, Lucas Ledet, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. Yeah, thank you very much, everybody, and if you enjoyed it, remember to ring-a-ding that bell. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye! Bye.